On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we'll learn the difference between porn and reality. Or do we? And Pamela's back and she's got new peepers. Let's do this. Welcome to Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And this week we're going to talk season four, episode 10, Heaven and Hell. Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. I know. Isn't that a strip club? Uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure it is somewhere. Yeah. It's up to you. <laughs> oh, you know, just uh, we're in the middle of some home improvement, which is just yeah, slightly stressful. And uh, and yeah, we had... um. Good time celebrating uh, birthdays with my parents, did a family dinner for Easter Sunday, and uh, then uh, looking forward to trying to wrap up some of these fucking projects so that my house can go back to normal and I can go back to being more sane. Yes. Not sane, yes. which more sane. Sane-ish. I think we, we debated last night adjacent. how much sanity you had. You were sanity yeah. adjacent. <laughs> sanity adjacent. You, had a, you had a sanity deficit, I believe is what your sister said. So, Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, how about you? Uh, I really have didn't do much last weekend. I was recovering from multiple days of throwing myself at metal hoops and mm-hmm. and also my moon tent time. So basically, laid on my couch and moaned and grasped my stomach and said, "Why? Why do you hate the women? Why I hate your uterus?" <laughs> and yeah. So, but. Uh, going to Baltimore this weekend. Very excited. Get to see a big, you know, group of my friends that I haven't seen in a while. And it'll it's gonna be good to get everybody together. And I gotta get a new uh a new travel mic because for my other podcast we're doing some in the field recording. Mm-hmm. So now I have a field recording mic for us and it's just mm-hmm. the cutest little mic you have ever seen. It's so fucking tiny. I'm just gonna put little googly eyes on it and then just be like here. And this is that's how we're gonna do in the field interview from now on just with the tiny little googly-eyed mic nice. we'll name it mike there mike. we go <laughs> googly-eyed mike 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 mike, 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 mike. Uh, oh. yeah. so uh looking forward to that and then coming back and slamming into the liz had a break from being a, a show pony for a while Mm. everyone is going to be sorry guys if you're in this in our industry i am very sorry for how much you're going to see my face on things Mm -hmm. so sorry this is gonna be famous no no i will not be famous just people just be annoyed by me in my industry although uh the 60 minutes just did a thing on uh what it says is the side critical whatever uh it's a cyber thing um but one the hatta says uh, she was wearing this necklace and it looked like a it looked like a floppy disk that was made out of like like kind of like resin or jewels and i was like so impressed Ooh. with it so 
way to step it up in our industry. I also get kind of annoyed. They're like, she's not like other people. She has nails painted the color of the Ukrainian flag. I'm like, really? This is what you're going to bring up about the woman that's ahead of our intelligence? Thanks. Hmm. Way to hmm. go, 60 Minutes. Hmm. Just can't. You can't do it. You can't, you can't have something about a woman without commenting on her fucking appearance. Like, what? Ugh. Anyways. Her nails did look cute, though. Way to go, Jen. <laughs> your nail, your nails were awesome. So we'll give her that. Oh, oh man. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So getting, I also just want to leave the pollen. If you guys are in the hill country, like outside, <laughs> it looks like it snowed, but it snowed yellow, and it's yeah. just like trees vomiting up their sex juice so that I can die. Is it, is it sex dust? Technically, sex dust, I guess. Yeah. Although, one of my coworkers was telling me about he has this tree that literally like splats its sex juice on the ground. Yeah. And then, like, the the, por- the spores just like pop up. And I'm like, fuck you, nature, man. It's really pretty, but Spoo- stop it. Never- Spooging stop everywhere. spooching. Stop having your sexy time. Your sexy time is over, much like this episode. You have had, we have had enough sexy time. I'm just kidding. We could have more sexy time because. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to that scene. All oh. right, so heaven and hell. Uh, no, we have to add one other thing exciting oh, that so. that happened for us recently. Uh, so I don't know how many hip hop fans we have out there. Oh, <laughs> but if you didn't hear, if you have not heard yet, Wu Tang Clan and Nas are doing a co-headline tour. And we are going to the Dallas show, motherfuckers. We are. Yep. I, I got us pre-sale tickets this morning. Uh, we're already discussing what tracksuit we will wear. Yeah. If we need to get like a special tracksuit, we might. Or like I, we may, we, might. We, may, we may have to get special tracksuits. And if you're we'll ro- if you're rolling in our posse, and you know who you are, you're gonna have to wear <laughs> tracksuit. Just <laughs> All right, oh, now okay. heaven and hell. So there you go. Heaven, so we, we don't only listen to punk rock and country, motherfuckers. We know. We're talking about. There we oh, go. Yeah. Presidents are temporary. Wu Tang is forever. All right. So, season four, episode 10. This aired November 20th, 2008. It was directed by Jay Miller Tobin, uh, who directed under uh, Born Under a Bad Sign and our very supernatural Christmas episode. Uh, this, this was the teleplay. This is all Kripke. It was written by Kripke. The story is quoted, uh, story credit is given to Trevor Sands. But, and I think as you could watch this episode, you're like, oh, yeah, this is. Kripke all over, but so we're gonna start off with our with our damsel in distress because the angels want to kill her. They want to kill yeah. Anna. They really want to kill Anna. And uh Dean calls them out and calls them uh heartless sons of bitches for it. You heartless sons of bitches. Appropriate. Because this was because this was a to be continued episode to be you know, as a reminder. It was a to yeah. be continued, but I think there's a lot of those just like little nuances of the language in here that are really yeah. good. Just like and they're little things that are kind of throwaways, but then you think about them, we're like, oh, we took Dean's sons of you, you know, son of a bitch and turned it into heartless son of a bitches. So <laughs> uh, but Uriel is a dick. Yeah. Yeah. We know that we've figured this out. And um, the angels are like, yeah, uh, Anna's not so innocent, though. And the brother, uh, our Winchester brothers are like, "Mm, yeah, we're we're not going to hand her over. So Uriel decides to attack Ruby, which doesn't go well. For no reason. Like, I was like, what the fuck? I mean, like, she's an abomination, but he just like, just like goes after Ruby. And then what gets really weird, though. Ooh, guess who jumps in to help out Ruby? Is Dean. Dean. 
right? Yes. In some way. Okay. Huh. So okay. he's coming That's around a turn. little bit, coming around a little bit that way. Yeah, so. I think this can also be the enemy and my enemy is my friend as well. Like, just like, I am that, sick of all the shit you're doing. So I think that's part of it. But yeah, because he doesn't like Uriel, you can tell. And none of them do. And then also, I think it's a little bit of because he looks over at Sam and him kind of look at each other before he jumps in. And I think it was kind of tying into like, <clears> well, <throat> she saved Sam's life. I guess I better fucking save her from this fucking angel asshole. No. So I don't know. Um yeah. And so Sam tries to jump in and stop Cast Castiel because Castiel's going to grab Anna and Castiel boops him. Boops him. Boops him boop. right on the head. Boops him right on the head. That's like the Easter bunny that came through. Boop, boop. And Sam goes night, night. He goes night, night. But then all of a sudden we get some crazy lightning and the angels look around and they just disappear. And everyone's confused. What's going on? I don't know what's going on. And it gets more confusing because the brothers go into the room next door where Anna had been hiding and she's bleeding profusely from her wrists and has drew, drawn symbols on a mirror. Yeah. Also, uh, Dean helped Ruby up like he didn't only just offend her. Yeah. He helped her up. Went off the yep. ground. Pretty well. That's a big, that's a big shift in, uh, in relationship and behavior there for sure. So, yeah. And they're like, what the fuck, Anna? What did you do? And she's like, yeah, she sent them I away. <laughs> and Jay's like, oh, like, how did you know how to do this? She's like, ah, it just popped in my head and I just did it. Yeah. Okay. So something popped in my head and it told me to slice up my arm and draw a picture on the window. And I was like, okay, sure. this sounds like a great idea. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Usually if something pops in your head and tells you you should cut yourself and draw into your blood, you should probably seek help. Just yeah, say to say so that that, that could like be that's... a sign of something. Yep, yep. But Sam's just like, man, you know, this is this is all serious stuff, man. It's a blood spell. It's a blood yeah. spell. The angels want her real bad. This is serious. Yeah, but I do think it's funny at this point they they agree that Anna's interesting. I'm like, well, no shit. <laughs> Bitch pops up out of nowhere. Here's angels, and then cuts herself up, and the angels disappear. I don't know. It's weird. So uh, they decide to go to. Liz's favorite happy place, Bobby's Gonna bunker. Grand Bobby's bunker. Oh, <laughs> my safe place. I can just lie on that that metal cot and watch the uh, the devil's trapped fan blade just rolling over my head. It's gonna make really pretty shadows too. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, but Ruby can't go in because she <laughs> she's a demon and she says it's racist. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, and she's, but she's going to help him out, right? So she's like, here are some extra crunchy hex bags. And so I wonder if that means like extra like rat school crunchy uh, or like just extra hippie crunchy. Granola snacks. Um, we put some snacks in there. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we find out as the episode progresses that basically it keeps them from being trapped. That's yeah. the point of these hex bags. Uh, so. The um, Dean's asking Anna about the angel radio at this point. She's like, what are, what the fuck are you hearing? And she's like, it's dead silent. And they're like, yeah, that, that, that can't be good. That, that cannot yeah. be a good sign at this point. No, no. And uh, so Dean leaves Ruby to kind of keep an eye on Anna while he goes to talk to Sam. Uh, and they're like, hey, Bobby's in the Dominican Republic. He told us we could use the place. Uh, and Dean's like, yeah, hopefully he's working a job. Otherwise, he's at hedonism in a banana <laughs> hammock and a trucker hat. 
which is an image I cannot get out of my head. And if somebody would please draw me a picture of Bobby Singer in a banana hammock with the trucker hat, I would be very happy. Also, the first thing that Dean asked about when Sam arrived was, is baby okay? Uh, so, like, obviously, I, I, I agree with your priorities. But Sam has stolen Anna's files. Yeah, he has Anna's files now somehow from the hospital. Yeah. And she's had psychological issues um, since childhood. As a young child, she was saying that her dad, the deacon um, who was murdered in the previous episode, wasn't her real father. Her real father was mad and wanted her dead. And uh, while they're talking about this, they're like, what the fuck? There's something else going on here. She walks up and they're like, Ruby, you're supposed to fucking watch her. She's like, I did watch her. I watched her walk up the goddamn stairs. Not those words, but basically. Yeah, I think he also missed that Dean was confusing reality with porn again. Uh, he does that several times a, in this a, episode. He does, he does that. But you know, in this time, you know, the plumber laying pipes. Yeah, I can see that. But anyways, and it's just like I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I don't know nothing. Well, I think it's kind of an, like an annoying dialogue though here because she's like, yeah. "You could just ask me in my face." And they're like, "Okay, what's going on?" And she's like, and she's "I don't like, know, I don't know." Like, what the <laughs> like. How are you so indignant about them asking into your face when you don't fucking know, bitch? Uh, At the but, same oh, time, though, like if you walk into a room and people are blatantly talking about you, your initial reaction is like, what the fuck? Like, why true. are you talking that's about true. me? Why am I not including like, this conversation? Like, but well, that yes, wasn't helpful. Right. That wasn't yeah, she, helpful. She, she is not helpful at all. So what but who Sam, do they go get? Detective Sam says, I have an idea. He does. Huh? And yeah, so they're going to go. Happening. Where are they going to go? They've got to go get help from Pamela. Pamela. Yay. Yes. I love you, Pamela. So many little so, hearts. And so, so they go with Pamela and she immediately fucks to Sam and grabs his ass. And yes. it's amazing. And so now to point out, just as a reminder, because uh, I mean, it's been a minute, not that long, but um, Pamela is now blind. She is wearing sunglasses uh, to as a symbol to cover her eyes because she is blind now. And um, she is like, yeah, no, I totally want to help you guys. Any chance I any chance I get, I can dick over an angel. I'm taking it. And so so she's so pissed. Oh, yeah. She's pissed because Cassiel stole is the word she uses her eyes. She pulls down her glasses and her eyes are all white. And uh, she said, um, demony, I know <laughs> but that they're plastic. So she's got plastic prosthetic uh, for her eyeballs because and she's like, it works because it makes her look extra psychic to her clientele. But um, really, she seems to be covering them most of the time. Yeah, and so uh, as we know, they did not remove uh, Tracy's eyes, and and for real, they didn't. They did not. No, those are she does not have Muppet eyes. Um, she just had contacts in, and she said that they basically made her fully blind. And everyone took turns grabbing me, pointing me in the right direction. I still ran into things. One time, Julie McNiven was laughing at me during my close up, and once cut, she was just called me a snickering. She was just a snickering mess. <laughs> so. I think everybody just had, let's have fun with the blind girl. Uh, No offense. (laughs) but um, To the the not actually blind person. We're not, we're not harming somebody who's actually blind. Yeah. Um, So they decided to go hypnotize her in the bunker. Um, So, well, so Pamela's doing the hypnotism and keeps asking how she hears angels, how she knew the spell, uh, what her father's name is, all these kind of things. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, oh yeah, my dad was melton and like like that was the dad that raised her um and you know look further back who's your real dad and then she starts writhing and screaming on the bed and flailing and throwing things and there's metals breaking and lights are flashing and bursting 
And they bring her out of the hypnosis. So she sits up and goes, thanks, Pamela. That helped a lot. Yeah. And so one, um, I wish Pamela was my psychic and would do a reading for me. It would be right. fantastic. And just be like, yes, tell me everything and just but do it all in like Ramon songs. So all like <gasps> all of my predictions would just come up and like you have 20, 20, 24 like hours, hours to, to go. go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so but she has remembered everything. And what Anna has remembered is that she's an angel. Oopsies. How do you forget that? She did. I don't know. She so. did. So, so I think as we determined last time, how can you determine if you're somebody is a demon? Well, why don't we figure out how you determine if somebody is an angel? <gasps> oh, okay. Uh, so, of course, the internet has many ways for us to determine whether or not somebody is is an angel. Um, so, I'm going to. Really, I'm pulling from this website called ConsciousReminder.com. And some things I will paraphrase, some things I will not, because they spent a lot of time and effort writing this, and I think you should hear their words. Okay, so first sign someone may have been an angel. Were you super sad, and then you got a happy feeling? Well, you might have met an angel. So the example they give, you're in the pits of despair. You meet a stranger and they ask you for directions. Something about the way she, he smiles and says, thank you, makes you feel different, makes you feel alive. Even hmm. their presence is enough to influence your feelings and breathe the air of freedom and happiness. Angel aura shines so brightly, influencing everything around them. So if you're really, really sad and then you meet a stranger and you give them directions, you maybe met an angel. Okay. So that's the first one. Um, second, the second sign they call the awakening. And I can't paraphrase this golden, golden language. This is a contribution to English. It was another night shift. And I, I maybe you can do this in an English accent because clearly based on the way that they are British. It was another uh, night shift and you return home. Exhausted from all the paperwork you had to sign earlier, plus the work you had to do tonight. This was just another day. You hardly ever think of anything else rather than your obligations. But something strange happened today. Yesterday, something strange happened yesterday taking the tube to get home. Something different. There's a lady standing opposite you. Suddenly she looks at you. You feel something you were not supposed to, at least not after 10 hours of work. It's a strange feeling. The splendor of innocence into her eyes influences you. So if this person you met managed to awaken a part of yourself just by smiling at you, you should probably consider this possibility. Angels remind us of the purpose of our life. So that hmm. weird lady on the subway that was looking at you kind of cross-eyed, she could be an angel, all right? Don't make eye contact on the subway. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Never make eye contact on the subway. That's how people pull out their penises. We know <sighs> this. All right, side number three. Warrior senses activated. As I'm also calling this, did you know all of a sudden notice there are homeless people in the world? All right. So according to them, you're heading back from the gym and your body hurts like you've been in a car accident, which I can get. I felt like that coming from the gym last week, but that's normal for you. You play hard. You work a lot. You hardly ever sense more than what your daily schedule approves you to. While oh. you walk back home, you see a beggar in the streets. 
And they didn't say homeless person. They said beggar. So you Hmm. see a beggar in the streets. You search your pockets and you give him some change. By that time, your nose starts to catch more sense than usual. You actually smell the rain again after many, many years. Moreover, a song is stuck in your head. A happy song, which uplifts your energy. Hashtag angels activate all our senses. There really is a hashtag in there. Um, Wow. So um, you're a really selfish person. And you all of a sudden were pulled your head out of your ass and noticed that there were and, other and people saw the less, world around you. Yeah, people were observed, observed the world around you. Yep. That was because you saw an angel. Mm. All right. Number four, were you feeling used up and old? All of a sudden you feel young again. So you might be feeling old for a long time, only focusing on boring tasks and house chores made you forget everything about. Didn't say what about, it just says about. Hmm. Um, However, you went to pick up a small bag of rice from the supermarket. They're very specific. Searching for what you wanted might take you a little more than usual. Then you asked for help. A tall, handsome man told you he could help you find it. You look for this particular rice together. Suddenly, this becomes fun. Hashtag angels make us feel like children. And drugs. Possibly drugs. But, you know, (sighs) you really had to find that small bag of rice. Rice. And a hot guy helped you find it. And you thought that was a good time. I mean... Yeah, hey, I mean, if I go frolicking through the grocery store with a hot guy looking for rice, yeah, I'm probably pretty good too. All right. Sign number five is confessing. So mm-hmm. basically, this one is uh, if you have a grudge inside of you and um, your friend died, and but before he died, you had a fight with him and you're feeling really bad about it and you feel like a horrible person. And then a customer enters your shop and picks up something like the person who died preferred it. And you suddenly want to talk all about it. And the stranger seems interested in your story. You open up to him. You confess. Hashtag angels are the ultimate confessors. Okay, then. All right. Ultimate so now you're working, you're working at a store and a friend of yours has died. But you had a fight with your friend before they died. Now the stranger comes into the store. They look at something. You're triggered. And then you start telling the stranger all your crap. It just sounds like you're processing trauma. You're processing trauma on a stranger. Leave the stranger alone. Because I'm going to be the one that's in the fucking store and be like, I just wanted an eraser. I really just wanted that fucking rice, man. I just wanted Where's the, the bag hot guy of fucking to help rice. me find the rice. <laughs> Send me the hot angel. Why? Like, I don't want to listen to your crap. All right. Six is healing. Whatever. I think we can turn that one out. Seven is acceptance. And so this, this one is, is great. So you were gay. In your whole life, you tried to hide it. Since you were a young man, you got bullied because of who you were born. You actually tried to change your sexuality. It failed. You asked advice from priests. They convinced you it's a sin. You were prayed. You prayed you were never born. And then you tried to hide yourself from others. One day, something delays you from going back home. It's a young man asking directions. <laughs> Later, as you walk by, okay. you see a couple of young men walking together, holding hands. They kiss each other and say goodbye. It feels natural, real. Hashtag angels can manipulate time and space. Huh. So, so angels are lo- perpetually lost. 
they can't yeah, find directions a lot. a lot and so um then if two guys start making out in the street it's because an angel picked them up mean move them out of time and space to put them in front of you to put them in front of you right so you can get to get your rocks off watching guys make out yeah yep all right so real quick though that's you know if you could that's how you know if you saw an angel right but we live in an age of self-empowerment so why couldn't you know anna figure out she was a fucking angel herself all right so these are some signs that you may be an angel and this is from belief.net all right if you seem wise beyond your years (gasps) if strangers always approach you for advice Hmm. you feel like you have a strong sense of purpose you have str- intense sensitivity. So in this one I had, I was like, what do you mean by intense sensitivity? And that means if you're very sensitive to other people and violent situations, most often earth angels are told you were just too sensitive. They may find difficulty in crowds when they're surrounded by people. They feel bombarded as if there are too many people around them. I'm like, check check um they will also repel violence in any form oh shit no that's not me um and it's a (laughs) gift though you should know that all right so if you're interested in methods of healing you may be an angel um if you're attracted um to abusive relationships what i don't know i don't even yeah yep so um basically you have a deep-rooted desire to help others and so you may use things like food alcohol or drugs to numb the pain and then you often um align yourselves with people who beat the crap out of you because you are attracted to abusive partners and people with deep emotional issues sorry angel that that sounds terrible weird trait for an angel to have that is I, although with you what happens in this episode later i don't know um and then also the last the last one is if you have an intense and deep personality you oh. could be an angel oh. so I mean, unfortunately these angels, these angels sure shit aren't fun so i mean i guess i can see that yeah yeah so if only the boys or anna had had this checklist we probably could have just missed all of these problems in this episode yeah we we didn't have to have a two-parter this could have been a one-parter she just would have been like well shit you know i think i want to be a nurse maybe i'm an angel yeah exactly (laughs) i'm very attracted to very broken men who treat me terribly and i want to be a nurse must be an angel clearly clearly that is that is i think that's actually lyrics of the song (laughs) (laughs) oh oh all right so back to miss anna i do not like the other angels miss anna Mm -hmm. no she remembers castiel and uriel though because basically she was kind of their boss is the piece together here they were in boss bitch boss bitch anna boss bitch angel Anyways, um, so but she was given a death sentence because she fell and she became human like on purpose and it hurt a lot. Um, she said it was like cutting out a kidney with a butter knife, which does sound extremely painful. By the it way, it does. It does not sound fun. But she did this by ripping. She was able to become human by ripping out her grace. So uh, she um, found um, the her the mother that raised her, her mom that raised her couldn't have kids and so she went there to be the baby that was born there and called her her miracle daughter and that's it and then just over time growing up she forgot that she was an angel basically 
because, you know, you just forget that, you know, it happens just like, you know, 2000 years of existence. Just, you know, you just forget it. You know, it happens. I mean, you know, I, I forgot that I put up laundry last week. So, you know, I, I get it. I'm, I'm here for you. So Ruby's like, well, we're fucking screwed. Heaven wants her dead. Hell wants her in general. And uh, yeah. And refers to her as the Stanley Cup. Yep. But Anna has a plan. She does because yeah, she's, she's a boss bitch. Yeah, she's going to find her grace. Easy. Yeah. And this really impresses Dean. Well, I think I think we probably figure out that it turns him on. And he is just like, yeah, man, you're going to get a grace bat, take it a vine bong hit. And then, boom, you're Roma Downey. I'm like, Mm. yes. Oh, technically, he said Shazam, but boom works as well. So um, Sam's like, well, when would your grace, if you fell to earth at this velocity, would your grace have also done the same thing separately? So maybe we can find some meteors that have landed uh, and could be you and the example of you and your grace. So the one in uh, Ohio would have been her. And then there was another one in Kentucky. So they think that was her grace coming to earth. And Ruby's still like, she's fucking upset. She's like, this is all bad. I'm sorry, Sam. I shouldn't have brought you into this. This is like Godzilla versus Mothra. We're fucked. Is her summary. Yeah, she's wearing a very cute shirt. It's this little gray shirt with little skulls on it. And I really like it. Uh, so as she's like going over this thing, which sounds quite a bit like she's manipulating Sam. Uh, I don't know. She's a demon. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it would be. But she basically is just like, look, I'm afraid of Alistair. Like that's yeah. what and, and you're getting weak. And he's uh-huh. like, there isn't like a demon tugging Jim. Like, you can't like, how the fuck am I supposed to work this out? Yeah. But she calls Alistair a Picasso with a razor. And he, apparently he was a grand inquisitor in hell. And so grand that's inquisitor. Grand inquisitor. Wasn't that uh, Dolores's uh, Umbridge's job in uh, High Inquisitor? I don't remember. Oh, she was high. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm like crossing the clan with, with Harry Potter. Yeah. I forgot to tell you that I saw Fantastic Beast this weekend. Son of a bitch. That was part of my thing of bitch. pre-show. Yeah. Sorry. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So um, basically Ruby's like, yeah, Sam, you should have been able to send Alistair back and you didn't. So you need to work on this shit. So, and if Anna can't get her grace back, they're all dead. Yeah. So Ruby tells him there's a way that he can get stronger and he meet loves her and is like, I won't do that. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think it, that is to get stronger? I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's just tap further into his, his psychic powers is what I assumed. Okay. I don't know. All right. Interesting guess. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. With that. He's, always, he's while he was getting more into them while Dean was gone. I felt like he still was kind of holding back. And that's kind of the, the side I thought. That's how I read okay. it. All right. So we're going to go out to the junkyard to find out that Dean has taken Pamela away from me. Yeah. Dean Pamela, Pamela back. Home. So mean. After last time with the angels, she's out. She ain't fucking around with them. She's done. So she leaves. I mean, she's she's a smart woman. And yes, you, you should stay away. But I just want to hang out with her. Maybe she was coming over to my house. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So they're like, all right, we need to go. You know, why? Uh, Dean's asking Anna a lot, a lot of questions. He's like, look, why, why would you choose to be human? This is kind of bonkers. Like, it's why would you want that? And she's like, you know, loyalty, forgiveness, love, every emotion. And she does yeah, not so, want to go back to being an angel. 
Yeah. So Dean had a lot of specific reasons too about why being a human sucks. And his list was eating, crapping, confused, afraid, pain, and guilt. And I'm sorry, crapping is fun. Um, everyone likes a good poop. I mean, everybody poops, Dean. And then Anna's counter was loyalty, forgiveness, love, chocolate cake, and sex. And we were starting to like, dude, girl, you're just hitting on him. That is exactly what you're doing. Like, I, I see your game because you're just going to keep dropping these, these things and just like, yeah don't you want some sexy chocolate cake and i'm like yeah i want some sexy chocolate cake everybody wants sexy chocolate cake right um so uh dean calls angels powerful and perfect and she's like no they're cold and obedient and only four angels have even seen god's face ever and it's all about faith and you get killed if you don't have faith yeah so dean's reaction is i also thought this was interesting because he was just like like how do you know there is a god right if none of y'all Which see says, him, yeah. yeah and so i think we're kind of getting back to that that rocks dean's face again because yeah. just like wait like i he's like i just started accepting there was a god because there are angels right. now you're telling me you bitches haven't even seen him like yeah how do how do I know you're not being gaslit, right? Or I'm right. not being gaslit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, yeah, I was stationed on Earth for two thousand years, just silent and just standing around, waiting orders from an unknowable father. And he's like, yeah, he can relate, which is mm-hmm. he can mm-hmm. really can parallel yeah. parallels. Uh, so they uh, have sexy eyes. They make sexy eyes at each other. Sexy eyes. And then Sam announces that he's found accounts of a local miracle in Kentucky. Way to cock block, Sam. Way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so a um, a full-grown oak grew in, um, to the size of a century-old tree in six months. So Probably because it was in a hurry to vomit its sex juice everywhere. Yeah, just had to fuck up people yeah but they were just like man he was like look if i if i do this fast man i can i can get these people really pissed off so it's like i'm an evil fucking tree but i'm pretty (laughs) but so they think this could be anna's grace so um it's not destruction it's pure creation which i think is cool right so angel falls like and it doesn't like make like a big hole in the earth it makes a pretty tree yeah that's pretty badass in like six months that's pretty rad uh so (laughs) <laughs> Dean's driving and um with Sam sitting next to him and then both Anna and Ruby in the back seat. And it's funny because it he's is cracking up and he's like, Oh, it's you know, it's Angel and Demon in the back, Angel and Demon in the back seat. He's like, it's like the setup to a bad joke or a penthouse forum letter. Once again, reality. Reality, porn. not porn. <laughs> but Dean's actually not wrong. I mean, it's a plausible reality. I mean, that it's not a possible plausible no, reality. No, no, so. because then Dean does Dean's line after that really got me. He's like, You call this reality? Yeah. <laughs> Valid. Valid. Yep. Um, yeah. So they get to the tree and it is really pretty. It is. It's a beautiful tree. And they're all excited and they're walking towards it. And she's like, This is definitely where my grace touched down. But then she puts her hand on it. And it's not there anymore. Somebody took her grace from the tree. No, but she certainly likes touching the tree. Touch the tree a lot. So Dean's just like, well, what do we do now? <laughs> Let's go back to the panic room. Squat house. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they are. Uh, so Ruby's all, they're kind of like, it's kind of like, they don't go back to the panic room right away, do they? I don't know. They're, they don't. They don't. Because Ruby is like this, like this abandoned like, house. Yeah. And she's like all upset. And uh, she's like, you know, Dean, you know, she's freaking get, out. She's freaking out. She's just all upset. And um, 
Anna's hearing angels on a loop at this point saying, Dean Winchester gives us Anna by midnight or we hurl him back to damnation. I really that's not hope ominous. She, it's ominous. I really hope she can turn off angel radio because if you had like that one line going in your head over and over uh, again, I would be like, nah, no, nah, I'm done. I'll go. I'll go back wherever I want to hear this. Yeah. Yeah, that is so annoying. Mm-hmm. So Sam's asking Ruby, he's like, hey, or asking all of them. He's like, I need a weapon against the angels. And Dean's like, mm, no, we just need to call Bobby back from hedonism. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Unfortunately, that's not a good plan. And they have to think of something. So uh, Anna and Dean are talking. Anna's, Anna's scared, but she's very thankful to Dean. Yeah, and they're, they're alone now. They're no longer they're with the group. very alone. And very he's alone. reading a book by a lantern, which is... Okay, sure, Dean. Whatever. And, and so she's thanking Dean. He's like, Well, I don't want thanks just for trying. And she's like, I heard about you in hell, and you know, it wasn't your fault. You need to forgive yourself. And so I'm like, Whoa, what the fuck is she talking about? Whoa. So we all, and they've been hinting that something else happened in hell that we have not seen yet. And she he's like, Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. And she's like, Well, okay. And but so she kisses him. Well, if you don't want to talk about it, let's, let's bone. Let's fuck. And makes a joke about being the last night on earth. And like he's like, oh, you stole my line. So they go fuck in the back of baby. To bad company. So yeah. baby is getting some some action. And apparently the last time that Dean had sex on here, bad company was also playing. So I, I would like to think that he actually put like the put the tape into the duck and was like, yeah, we're going to we're going to make out to ready, for love. to ready for love. Yeah. Yeah, and so, he does like when he put his hand on her thigh and he saw his like busted knuckles. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's kind of hot. And then mm-hmm. she fondles the scar, and I'm like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, she's like <laughs> caressing the cat steel handprint on his shoulder. And then yeah. we get like the cheesiest sex in a car shot ever. The Titanic the reference. Fogged window. Ugh, and the hand. And the hand. Uh, so. Yeah, if it was real sex in the car, I'd be like, oh, my head's here at the steering wheel. Oh, crap. Like, wait, shit. Did I just shift this into neutral? My foot's stuck. My foot's stuck. stuck. Oh, crap. I'm stuck. Like, no, I can't. Like, literally, we're stuck like this. We live here now. We can't can't make out. My neck doesn't turn that way anymore. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It is. Uh, Adults don't have sex in cars. Sorry. All right. So Uh we're going to go back to to the uh, just like barn. Like, I guess we're in the barn. Yeah, house, abandoned house barn thing that they're in. Um, yeah. So we see Ruby with one of the hex bags and she goes to light it on fire by herself, which I'm like, oh, this can't be a good sign because those were the hex bags to keep them from getting tracked. And so, it burns blue, like a really pretty blue. Yeah. So Alistair shows up right away. And I'm like, why? What is she doing? Uh, and she's like, desperate times. He's like, oh, you just want your knife back, right? Here it is. Ta-da. And she's like, nope, not really. And he's like, well, what the fuck are you doing protecting an angel? She's like, look, I don't want to be part of this shit. I will get you the goddamn angel and walk away as long as you leave the brothers alone because this is not their business either. And yeah. And they bicker and banter. And he calls her a devious, cowardly <laughs> little slut ouch but and that he's her, also but that, her, but that her offer is very prudent it is it's a pretty good <laughs> offer did say but man his voice i just want to punch him i just want to punch mm-hmm. him in the dick and yeah. then two demons are gonna poof in and so they poof and yeah. then he threatens her but he's gonna counter her offer and that's what we got yep 
Then we cut away to Dean in the barn, the house thingy, and Uriel calls him a monkey in clothes. And well, Dean, he says, it's so cute when monkeys wear clothes. And he's like, Ugh, punch you too. Yeah. Punch you in the dick too. Punch so much dick punching. And so Dean's like, well, I guess uh, he doesn't have dick. He didn't well, so we'll find it out in a second. But yeah, Dean's like, eh, I must be dreaming because you can't track me, motherfucker. And so he's like, oh, you're off your leash. So he's joking about Uriel being like led around by Castiel. And he's like, mm, yeah, it's too bad Castiel likes me, likes you. So Dean's like, yeah, uh, and I got her grace back. Uh, and Uriel's like, mm, nah, because I've got it right here, motherfucker. And he's wearing it in a necklace. Oh, no. Oopsies. So your bluff doesn't work real well then. Uh, he's yep. like, uh, Uriel's like, we just can't let the demons get her and she's committed crimes. So she's got to fucking go. And Dean calls, <laughs> calls himself a pain in the pooper. Yep. Everyone wants to be a pain in the pooper. And then we get Uriel making some really gross sex references. But then Dean says that he's slice. junkless down there like a slice candle. Of, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to talk about the slice of angel food cake. No, because it's gross. It's bad. It's a bad line. I hate him. Dick punch. <laughs> All right. So, it didn't make me want angel food cake. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Sex. Yep. And so Dean just is just like, you're bluffing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no, I, and Dean's like, I, I don't break easy. If you're going to throw me back in the hole, go for it. And Uriel's like, uh, you do break easy. I just got to apply the right pressure. Um, and we so, all know what the Winchester brothers weak spots are. It's each other. And they don't say this. this or is pie, just, actually. I think uh, pie is probably more. Pie, yeah. But like, I mean, that's not said in the scene, but we all know this as viewers of the show. So we cut to a very, very creepy hospitally looking basement place thingy. Unidentified location with a lot of muffled screaming going on and ruby is not very well dressed if dressed at all and gagged and tied up with leather straps yeah so she is very very naked torture very like and she's got a weird naked naked weird mouth gag thingy with a weird mouth gag thing and so during the scene genevieve said you know i hate being uncomfortable and i laugh a lot when i'm uncomfortable so it's pretty much giggling the whole time because i just did because i did not feel comfortable in it and i knew the crew was uncomfortable and i kept trying to make jokes and crack light of the situation it was really awkward i was trapped to this thing and barely any clothes and it was freezing and cold uh but julie was there the whole time with me and when because she, she was tied up she couldn't cover herself up so like whenever um there was like blood running down to her like julie would like go and like cover her and stuff so mm-hmm. i'm glad that they were looking out for each other that's really yeah, sweet that is yeah so alistair is talking about um Ruby's generation and how they all want instant gratification they have no craftsmanship while he's slicing her up with the demon knife Yep. Yep. And he just goes, he goes into the evil man monologue. That's yeah. Pretty much just, and he's been, hadn't been on earth since 19, since 43 and blah, blah. He cold, said Poland 1943. And I was like, what the fuck? So Poland 1943, there was a ghetto uprising. I mean, it's the middle of World War II. But yeah. I was like, so did you come for the, what, what? Like maybe he just went to a concentration camp. I don't know. I was trying to figure out yeah. what the fuck that meant. But pretty much it's just an evil man monologue. Mm-hmm. But we do find out that that face mask has a reason. And it's there to keep her from smoking out. 
Mm-hmm. Keep the keep the demon in her while she's while they're cutting up the body. Yep. Yeah. But um, so he ungags her and she's like, yeah, I'm not going to tell you where the angel is because you'll kill me. So I'll show you where it is. Because I just tell you, you've got no reason to keep me alive. Yep. I'm just smart. There we go. Back to the barn. Back to the barn. So we got Sam, Dean and Anna in the barn. And they're like, where the fuck is Ruby? And um, and the doors fly open and Castiel and Uriel walk in. Wow. And Cassiel's like, yeah, it's so good to see you, Anna. And Sam's like, mm, uh, how are we found? And they looks over at Dean, who's just taking a big swig off of his flask. And you can tell from his face that Dean gave them up. Uh, Uriel definitely got to him. So Dean's like, look, I'm sorry. Sam's real upset. But Anna's like, hey, no, I know you were given a choice. It's Sam or me. So I get it. I don't blame you. It is what it is. They were going to get me anyways. And so she kisses Dean and tells him he did the best he could and forgives him. Oh, but and she says she's ready and we cut to black. And then so we switch. And so Cass is just like, man, you know, I'm really sorry. And she's like, no, you're not because you're an angel. You don't have like real emotions. Yeah. You can't really feel this. No, orders, um, orders. That's that's the thing. But yeah, but he's just like, yeah, you know, but we have history. So uh, and it kind of goes into that. Do you, you have like it? Do you have, you have some kind of emotions, right? Because you're feeling something. You feel loyalty. You feel mm-hmm. other things. So I think it's just they feel emotions differently as opposed I think that to- makes sense. Yeah. It'd have to, because how do you have faith or loyalty or anything if you don't have some emotional structure? But anyways, so what happens? But she, as Anna says, just make it quick. The doors come open and Alistair enters with um, two demons holding uh, Ruby up. And they said, don't you dare touch a hair on that poor girl's head. And so, yep. uh, yeah. And then we get Uriel and Alistair having a dick measuring contest with mm-hmm. with words. Uh, I like Uriel that. I like that. Alistair calls him a sanctimonious, fanatical uh, prick. Yeah, and Uriel calls him a passing sore, which is also a really great one. So then I'm like, fight, 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 and mm-hmm. Cass is like, I'm gonna lay waste. And I was like, that sounds kind of gross. Like you're just like laying poop around. Like what? Like where does like. I get waste is like another euphemism for something, but we should change that phrase. Lay waste is no. I like lay waste. No. So angels and demons are fighting um, and uh, they're doing like the, where they press their hand to the the angels are trying to press their hands to the, to the, they're trying to smite them. They're trying to smite them. Well, they don't. Yeah. Smite the demons. So, anyways, Uriel kills one of them, and then Alistair is kind of getting to Castiel. So Dean helps out and hits him in the head with a crowbar. And then Alistair goes after them in my new phrase for what demons do. And it's not the demon. It's not the demon fling because Alistair isn't flinging them. No, he's finger blasting them. Oh. I have been waiting for like a day or two to tell Diane. I was like, oh man, I came up with a new term for this. And this could be real gross. Yeah. Yep. yep. Alistair is finger blasting Sam and Dean. Oh my gosh. So Alistair is like, oh, I'm disappointed. You had promised Dean. Hmm. So Anna goes to get her grace from Uriel's throat neck while he's fighting a demon, smashes on the ground, and you get this big white smoke cock appearing so it's like instead of the black smoke cock for demons we got a white smoke cock for angels and it starts entering her mouth and she's glowing 
and glowing real fucking bright. And sucking it down. She's just sucking, sucking down that sucking grace. down that smoke cock. Sucking grace. down the grace while she's yelling, shut your eyes. I was like, yes, oh no, it's gonna get like, it's gonna get in my eyes. Like every time, like you're like, no, no, like not in my hair. Not in my hair. Why is this in my eyes? But so, but she just goes full on almost nuclear. And yeah, and like, Alistair oh. is getting real close while this is happening. And then there's like a big blast of light and poof. All the demons are gone. She's, everything's she, gone she there's a knife some... left behind and uh yeah so so we get a a classic villain Uriel. this isn't over mm-hmm. and, and then they dean calls him away. junk dean calls him junkless eh, you're a junkless and then they just flap away flap flap so then, sam's like is ruby okay and he's like she's like not so much but we find out it was all planned it was all she, the motherfucking plan she got tortured on purpose. Okay. Setting. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's a sacrifice she made. Yeah. Mm. So this was all the plan. Get them all together. Let the angels and demons fight. Let it be their fight instead of them being caught in the middle and getting killed in the middle of it. So, uh, so yeah, I guess. And so Sam's like, well, I guess she's some big time angel now. She must be happy. And Dean's like, I doubt it because he knows that she doesn't want to be an angel. Well, and also Sam, haven't you figured out like angels, angels are dicks? dicks. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, clearly she didn't want to be an angel. Why would you think she would be happy? Sam, you're stupid. All right. So, all right. So then we cut uh, to we our don't closing know where, scene. We go. We cut to our closing scene. We don't know where Ruby goes. Ruby's mm. away. She's just so, doing her thing. Doing Ruby yeah. things. She's doing a Ruby thing. Um, so yeah. we got the brothers with the beers talking on the back of baby. Yep. And Dean says to Sam, I know you heard what Alistair said about me having promise and Sam's like I wasn't gonna push we're gonna talk about that you know you don't want to talk about this shit and he's like look it it wasn't four months down there it was more like 40 years so now we've known this as viewers but Sam has not been privy to this information until just now and he's pretty fucking upset this whole last scene I'm just gonna go ahead and say it before we even finish going talking about it because like the episode was like oh it's just kind of intense okay cool and just demons blah 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 and this last scene was like Oh my God, this is a very upsetting scene. Very upsetting scene. So this is, this is, I think, pretty telling about what we've been witnessing somewhat from Dean, some of the odd behavior and things that, that he didn't do before he died and went to hell. So um, Sam's really upset. Dean's like, yeah, they, they sliced, sliced and carved and tore at me until there was nothing left. And then the whole thing would start again, like magic every, all the time, over and over again. And Alistair would make me an offer every day. I, I could, I'll take you off the rack uh, if, you, if, I start, if I agree to go help torture people. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. And for 30 fucking years, he turned down going to help torture people and just let himself be torn apart every day and then start all over the next. But after 30 years, he couldn't do it anymore. And he got off the rack and started ripping them apart. And he's crying at this point, talking about how he lost count of how many souls he helped torture. Yeah. Pretty upsetting. And then Sam's just like, I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, You shouldn't be upset. You held out for 30 fucking years. Who else could hold out that long? Jesus Christ. That's that's kind of Sam's reaction. And Dean's kind of wraps up. He's like, how I feel inside me. I, I wish I couldn't feel any of this sammy yes, i wish i couldn't feel a damn thing and it's so sad like how much pain and like all the shit that just like he just vomited up there it's a lot 
That's intense as fuck. Yeah. So, and like, we don't, how long has he been back? He's been carrying this around by himself a pretty much. A few months. I mean, not, not a huge amount of time, but a few months at least that we've been, they've been implied that he's been back. Cause it's been this season so far. So. Yeah. So that, that's so now it. Sam that's knows. How- so, so now the audience knows what actually happened in hell. So the audience and audience, we knew it had been 40 years instead of four months. Now, now both Sam knows that. And uh, we all all now know what was happening while he was there in hell. Cause we've gotten the flashes. We've seen the drinking. We've seen kind of like weird attitude about it all, but now we have, like, we've got a bigger picture of what was happening. It's not pretty. It's not, and it explains a lot, right? So we we got very the- well put together for forty years of that shit. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, he should have been like in a corner eating his hair when he came back. Yeah. Like, so he was, he's like, actually on the ground and like, fuck it, let's go. Let's where's my car, yeah. bitch? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, I'm impressed he's, now. Yeah, he's handling stuffing down his feelings pretty well. Stuff down your feelings like a champ, man. It's where they belong. You don't talk about them. You put them down deep. deep down and then the occasionally, like after a major event like this, then you tell your family what happened. And then you put those feelings right back down. And we'll see if that's what Dean does. Like a smart person. Just shove those, bottle those feelings right back up where they belong. Liz is not a licensed psychologist. Please don't always take her advice. Please never take my advice. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so yeah. I mean, I think you said at the beginning. I think before we started that, you're like, "Oh, I bet you didn't like this episode." And there's certainly, like I said, there are certain things. Really, like I think the sex scene is done well. It's I like this. Maybe we had sex scenes in both, right? Yeah. So we had a we had a Sam scene and we had a, a Dean scene. Everybody's getting laid. Yeah, everybody's getting angels and yeah. demons. Fucking, which actually is an interesting parallel. Says yeah. Sam has a demon blood and he's fucking a demon and. Dean got rescued from hell by angels and he's fucking an angel. What? I hadn't, I didn't put that together until just now. You're welcome. Interesting. But yeah, we got yeah. sex scenes. It was, I so, mean, like, yeah. And, and, but like Sam's scene was like so much raunchier, right? Like it was, it was such a raunchier sex which scene. Which is interesting because that's not what you'd was, expect. Yeah. This was much more like, you would expect sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Dean had the very the like, like and in the like oh I, I forgot that I pulled out the uh from the uh the, the transcript and they're like bad companies playing well Dean and Anna make love and they call it making love which I hate that term but you know like but it was very much more of like a a sweet sexual encounter as opposed to Sam and Ruby who were just fucking yeah you know and like that was like a that was like an emotional release fucking as opposed to the it was a hate fuck that was a hate bang kind of yeah. almost yeah almost. yeah and sometimes and sometimes hate sex is better than sweet sex but you know I mean I guess both of them have their place yeah. so it just felt like a very different dynamic than you'd expect from the brothers in those scenarios yep but yeah no I mean I, I just I guess I just thought like I don't know I. Sometimes I try to guess which episodes you like and don't like. Number one, <laughs> not that you don't like You'll them, never but you know, know what I mean. But not You'll like. You'll never know. I'll keep you guessing. I'll keep you but guessing like, every and, time. And, and I know you don't like. There's episodes where you're like, oh, I hate this episode, but you're also like, you still, you know, enjoy the show in general. But I think, um, you know, I think this one is mostly centered, obviously, just around like what, like 
a who the fuck Anna is. That was really the, this is a this was a defining episode of who is Anna, and pitting the angels and demons against each other, and then really giving an opportunity for Dean to reveal more of his story. Yeah. So I think we had exposition in this one, like we had in the first part of it, but the second part it was just felt more natural. Yeah. So it would have been interesting if they hadn't been split up. I don't know. Yeah, because so, it was a good anyways, contrast that, between the two, for sure. The yep. episode parts. Yeah, that's all, right, all I got. No. That's all I got. All right. Cheers, shirt. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter, Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us, Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share it with all your friends. We're available at all your major podcast listening devices, or you can always find us at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Thanks. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Intro music, arrangement and performance by Dave Cox. Piano arrangement and performance by Bobby Roscoe. Meow.